Welcome to the 323 Podcast. On today's episode, Keith sits down with West Raleigh Baseball's Executive Director, Ronnie Morales. Listen in as they discuss the challenge of running a baseball league with over 450 players, as well as the added impact of this year's coronavirus. Check us out on 323sports.com for any other information. There he is. Hey. What up, dude? What's going on? Not much, man. What are you up to? Just making sure my face is in there. Uh, just getting back to the house. A uh, little, little rain today, so we um, had to uh, postpone all our games today. So I had to go make the ugly call for our kids today and cancel baseball. I know these, these are our sad days. Yes. You, yeah. uh, you might have an interesting week this week. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little wet. <laughs> it's going to be a little wet all week. Yes. Um, yeah, I take it day by day. The weather's we're well. You know, now that we're playing in the uh, in the summer, we get the pop up thunderstorms, and uh, it is a little warmer. But yeah, a little bit to, so you, to deal with this week. So you guys only made the call for today. You haven't made it for the rest of the week yet. You just do one no, day at a time. One day at a time, uh, especially in the summer. Um, you know, if it pops up uh, eighty degrees tomorrow and it breaks up a little bit, um, we might make some magic happen. So uh, I take it day by day because you never know. Awesome. Well, man, we are pumped to have you. For all you guys listening and watching, uh, this is the man, the myth, the legend. This is Ronnie Morales. He is the executive director of West Raleigh Baseball. And before you just go thinking West Raleigh Baseball is just like any other league out there, it is not. I can tell you, I I promise you, I have personally been working with West Raleigh Baseball for probably about 10 years now. and Ronnie has been there a uh, good, I think, eight of them, right, Ronnie? You've been there about eight years? Let's see. I, I think the math is uh, July of 2013. So I think going on seven. Seven. Is that okay. Right? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So. It's seven years. I've been working with Ronnie. Um, and, uh, man, he's been awesome to work with over there. And West Raleigh Baseball is a premier baseball league um, and just awesome to – be working with them. So we're going to talk to Ryan a little bit about today, a little about his background, what he does at West Raleigh, because some of you West Raleigh people may not even know all of what Ronnie does over there. And you think he's just this big CEO guy, but uh, he, he might be out there raking the fields uh, more than you think. Uh, so uh, we'll maybe get a little behind the scene uh, footage of what, Rush, uh, what Ronnie does. But just excited to have him on the call and talk a little about his program and what he does. I'll introduce Ronnie a little bit, and then we'll, we'll jump into a few other things. Ronnie, uh, and I may ask you a few of these questions, Ronnie. We'll just keep it free-flowing because I know I got yep. in your bio that at some level you were in Germany. Now, were you born in Germany, or were you high school in Germany? How did that work out? Oh, man. So, uh, military brat, my, my dad enlisted, uh, uh, I think, in – mid 80s um i was born in texas um austin okay. texas um and then from there bounced all over the country uh, a little bit of the world so i just wound up out in germany during the high school era um nice. but yeah now, did they, you play some baseball in, in germany yeah there was um so little league was big out there and okay. uh little league uh had a presence in europe so we played you know little league the junior league and the senior league is is about the only baseball we've had, uh, you know, we had out there. We played on the base, um, you know, kind of with our own rec league. And, uh, yeah, what much. And the weather wasn't too cooperative over in Germany either. So. so were you playing with other, like, 
military kids or were you actually playing with the German kids? So it was other military kids. Um, we, we actually, so for Team Europe, um, there was still a trial, but um, ultimately, you know, obviously, you know, baseball being a, you know, really premier American sport, all Americans were, um, you know, they're, you know, playing baseball. So it was, um, it was all base kids uh, that represent, usually when you watch the Little League World Series and, and if Germany or Europe's ever there, yeah. um, it's usually a military base, actually. Um, no uh, yeah, Belgium, uh, in Brussels, Kaiserslautern, uh, Ramstein, those areas are all usually uh, in the mix for Europe. Um, and they're usually military kids. Oh, man. That's awesome. So, yep. I, uh, yeah, so awesome time in Germany. And then you end up in Montana at some level. So, you, did you finish up high school in Montana? Yep, wrapped up high school in Montana. Um, uh, it was, uh, that state is really, really cold. It is gorgeous, <laughs> uh, but really, really, really cold. Um, so, yeah, we did, uh, I think, three years in Montana. Um, and actually, Montana didn't have high school baseball because it was so cold. We'd only had, uh, only had softball. So I actually ended up having to play Legion. Um, I didn't even play high school baseball. I only played Legion baseball. So um, many people probably don't know that. Um, but yeah, there was only Legion there. That's awesome, dude. And so you ended up bouncing around, ended up at Wichita State playing for the Shockers. A lot of you guys may know Wichita State Shockers. So how did that develop? How did you get into the, the Shockers, Ronnie? And, and uh, you're a pitcher as well, right? Yes, sir. I was uh, I was a left-handed pitcher. Um, started my career off as a starter uh, in high school. You know, in the youth level, I was uh, a normal throw-in left-hander. I guess as normal as we can be. Um, and then my junior after my junior year, uh, I dropped down submarine sidearm and uh, started. Oh, wow. I did a junior college in Kansas, so I was familiar with Wichita State. Um, and then my senior year, I just wound up back uh, in Kansas and, and, and tried to make a name for myself in baseball. So I um, chose a powerhouse at the time in Wichita State's a, a you know, very yeah. good baseball school. Um, more known for basketball these days uh, with their success there, yeah. but definitely has always been a baseball school. And um, yeah, I just went there to try and, you know, extend my career. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then in 2007, and uh, this is where me and Ronnie's pants started to, uh, across in a really weird way because Ronnie, I didn't even know Ronnie then, Ronnie was drafted by the Chicago White Sox in 2007 and I just happened to be a massive Chicago Cubs fan. So in a very <laughs> small way, we suddenly got connected, uh, but Ronnie got drafted by the Chicago White Sox. Tell us a little about that, Ronnie. Uh, that was, uh, was a dream come true. Um, yeah, it was uh, 2007. Uh, I was actually, it was day two of the draft. I was a 45th rounder, basically uh, a gracious senior sign. Um, there you go. They won't even have, they don't even have that many rounds anymore. Um, I was actually driving on my way to Oklahoma and uh, I was heading, heading to an independent team in Pennsylvania. And okay. so I had a, you know, a flip phone, um, no cell service in, in Oklahoma. And my roommate calls me. He says, hey man, you got to turn around. And I was like, you know, why did I forget something? And he goes, no, you just got drafted. And I was like, get out of here. <laughs> so I ended up going to, uh, I had to go to a gas station and use a payphone. I didn't have any service to, to get up with my parents. And that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So it was crazy. 2007. Uh, yeah. That was a dream come true. That's awesome, man. And, uh, and I won't hold that against you because I know you can't help. <laughs> drafted. Uh, can't help. And I would never, I would never <laughs> be mad at it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, 
Man, that is awesome. So what, tell me, uh, I know you, you, on your bio, you said uh, you have a, a pretty funny or long, uh, humble story you, you uh, put it for your personal accolade. What would you say, Ronnie, is uh, your, one of your best personal accolades? If you're gonna brag, I'm telling you to brag on yourself. I know that's hard to do. Uh, oh, <laughs> man. Um, uh, I would say, I guess, being a good father, um, right? Uh, I think that probably takes it home. I think um, I, I've made it a point um, to be, you know, a really good father, a really good husband. Um, but you know, being involved with youth sports and teaching my whole life, and then finally having two kids of my own, I think that's so far my biggest accolade is is you know how how well my wife and I are raising the kids. Um, that. So that's that's I think that's the biggest prize. I think. Uh, you know, in sport, I I was privileged to, uh, you know, and, and lucky to play many different sports um, and, and had a lot of success, uh, you know, youth, amateur, professionally. Um, and those accolades come, you know, come with it. And I yeah. think hard work and all that, you know, kind of takes care of those things. But um, I think what sport taught me and all of that and all my travels kind of cultured me and and allowed me to be the person I am today to, to, to raise good children. So I think that's the, the huge accolade. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about, um, and I can echo everything you said, because I've known you for the last seven years, man. And it's, it's just been a privilege to get to know you as a friend and obviously work with you. And uh, it's just been nothing, nothing but awesome. So um, tell us a little about West Raleigh, what you guys, uh, maybe about the organization as a whole, what your like mission is, what are y'all trying to accomplish? And, uh, and then, uh, then maybe update us on where you guys are at for, uh, starting your season absolutely yeah um west raleigh is a, a, a one-of-a-kind place i mean it's 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 got a history of over 60 years um there's not a place like it i mean you you drive you know down a, a little side street in raleigh north carolina on a tuesday night and <laughs> get to enjoy uh you know quality baseball get a good hot dog and under the lights um you know in some nice weather um, it's a family atmosphere that's, that's really prided itself on, on just, you know, sportsmanship and, and kind of the overall camaraderie of families and, yeah. and, you know, letting your kids go run around and be kids, that kind of thing. So West Raleigh's all, you know, it's two and through the age of 12. Um, and it's all about, you know, giving, you know, giving opportunity to kids that want to excel in baseball and have fun and, and bring families together. So it's different. It's your, it's backyard rec baseball with, uh, with a really, really nice competitive fun edge to it and um and we do a lot of uh good things outside of the league um to help show our kids you know um you know some of the community efforts that you know that are important in life as well so it's it's more than baseball at west raleigh it's 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 community based it's family based it's volunteer servant based leadership um so it's all of that and um and, and we need all of that to be around the last 60 years too absolutely absolutely so how many um on a given season, how many how many uh, kids you'll have in the program? So we we have a fall and a spring season that kind of is, is separated with a summer all star season. Um, we roughly see about I would say eight hundred to a thousand families a year. Some some of those interchange um, or, or they kind of double dip on the seasons a little bit. But we we service uh, you know five hundred families a season, about four hundred kids. 450 kids um so it's you know on three ball fields and city and municipality fields uh we we, ser we service a lot of a lot of kids at west raleigh so it's yeah 
it's um it's a big operation yeah very much so. and you guys play you guys during the season y'all pretty much play almost every day of the week don't you there's games rolling every single day. So we have four leagues between these age groups and uh, it, it, it accumulates to about 41 teams, um, yeah. you know, 41 teams of 12 players. So it's, there's a lot of teams out there and we're, we're constant. There's a game every night. There's uh, so if anybody's ever just wanting to go watch youth baseball, <laughs> 530 and 730 weeknight games uh, every, you know, pretty much every night and then a, a full day on, on Saturday. So it's um, yeah, we're constantly rolling. That's awesome. If you're going to go, make sure you get there enough to get a parking spot because uh, <laughs> it can get tight. It's tight. We're working, we're working <laughs> on that. But it's a great – it's a great – it's just a great baseball venue. I mean, there's just no doubt. Um, and really, the last 10 years, uh, it's been a, cool for me to see the, the all the updates and some of the new stuff you've done at the fields and the new buildings. And it's just been uh, – it's been awesome being a part. And I would say this, I mean – you know, from, I mean, obviously outside North Carolina as well, but within the state of North Carolina, you mentioned West Raleigh baseball and pretty much everybody is familiar with West Raleigh baseball and knows the teams, the level of talent uh, is put out through this program. is just uh, second to none. Um, and it was a real cool privilege for me a couple, uh, maybe it's probably like five years ago now. Of, uh, I don't know if it was you texting me or something, but one of the, one of your teams was playing on CBS uh, sports. Yep. Um, and uh, it was really cool. And unfortunately, whatever they had to do this term, they had to wear Under Armour jerseys. They weren't they weren't wearing our jerseys anymore. They were required to wear Under Armour. But I was tuning in. I was like, I, I want to check that game out and see if they're wearing our jerseys. Because what what we've been able to do from three twenty three sports, we've been able to be kind of like the official provider for West Raleigh for a lot of years. Uh, we outfit their teams every spring, summer, and fall. Um, and uh, that's been a whole, that could be a whole nother podcast or a whole nother talk in itself, oh, yeah. transition of, of where we've come back in the days of getting, uh, I used to get 40 Excel sheets of all these different orders and uh, parents paying at the ball field for uniforms. And we have, we have, uh, it was one of the more hectic days of my year. Um, Dan, but, I heard there was lines before I got there. There was lines around the clubhouse to go in. They manually pay for your your order and order it on a piece of paper. Like I, yep. I heard the horror stories. I couldn't even me imagine. And, me and Kath, <laughs> I, I, I got to throw Kathleen Kinney a bone because me and Kathleen, yeah, she saved me because uh, it's a couple of those years I thought I was going to be out there by myself, and Kathleen was like, "I'll stay with you." And yeah. uh, Kathleen, I was I tried to be the real the politician, being real nice, and Kathleen was like, "No, this is what you did. Here we go. Move along. Move along." <laughs> And Kathleen uh, saved the day, but then we ended up moving all of West Raleigh's orders online. And so the parents could just make it a lot easier for them. And really uh, that transition happened. Uh, and so that, that was really cool. But uh, anyway, it's just been, it's been neat for me to be a part of the league uh, in that way and uh, see a lot of things uh, develop. So, but uh, so Ronnie, let's, um, let's switch topics real quick. And uh you know, your favorite teams here, I can see your favorite teams are the Cowboys, the Braves, and the Spurs, okay? And so you're obviously a 90s kid. Uh, is that, I mean, you know, like, I, I feel like every one of my friends was a Braves and Cowboys fan in the 90s, and I was always battling against them because I was a Cubs fan. And I, I didn't, the Braves weren't even in my division, but I just I couldn't stand the Braves because they were so good. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the funny – well, so it, to, to your point now, I, I almost became a Cubs fan too. And so here's the reason why. Being a military brat, 
right? I didn't have a home. Yeah. We didn't have a hometown, a home city. And everywhere we went, it was either WGN or TBS. Yeah. So I either it's got a 50-50 chance for you. Yeah, it's 50-50. It was Braves or Cubs. So, you know, being a pitcher, watching them in the early 90s, you know, Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin, like, those were my guys. Those right. were my guys to watch pitch. And it just never stopped from there. You know, I, I became a Braves fan. And, and it just it, – Cowboys um, – you know, being born in Austin, I took the the, yes. the three rings. <laughs> yeah, in uh, ban- in front in in bandwagon that I, I have my dad to thank for that. Um, but yeah, so there's it yeah, could have I mean, been I, easily the Cubs. Yeah, if we just had a few better pitchers back in the day. I, I mean, we uh, I guess Kevin Tappany and Steve Trapschool and Ron Beck that weren't getting it done for you uh, in the '90s. But uh, yeah. we were actually. I just watched. I don't know if you watched it yet. Long long gone summer the new 30 for 30 last night on mcguire and sosa so yeah i heard about it though yeah long gone summer that was you know 30 for 30 it aired last night and it details the summer of 98 with sosa mcguire um and i was 12 at the time and i just remember like that was such a huge summer for me that was that was like one of the best summers of baseball ever um you know and so that's when the Cubs started getting a little bit better again, the late nineties. And then, uh, 2003, we had that just horrifying year. I don't even want to talk about it uh, <laughs> with, uh, Steve Bartman. Yeah. And then we went through more rebuilding, more rebuilding. But, uh, anyway, uh, so what, if you're a pitcher that you love the most, who was your favorite pitcher that you really just loved the way he pitched? Well, there's two, I, I, this is kind of cheating. I have two, um, okay. Greg, Greg Maddox and uh, and Nolan Ryan, two completely different pitchers. Uh, Nolan Ryan was just a, a workhorse that obviously just threw flames, but he went out <laughs> there and just – I mean, just, you know, just gritty, um, yeah. just kind of went after it, just went after everybody, didn't care. Um, and I just loved that mentality. And then Maddox, on the other hand, was about, you know, one of the most intelligent, you know, chess-playing pitchers you'll ever see that, that didn't throw as hard uh, – and just you learn so much more in watching his craft. So I, both of them are, are top for me and, and enjoyed watching both of them. Didn't Maddox have a complete game with like 73 pitches or something? Uh, I think it was actually under I – mean, I think it was in the – I think it was like 63 or 65. Uh, he's <laughs> – I've heard – Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I uh, ended up playing um, – you know, for a few managers that kind of were in that era and, uh, you know, that had, you know, were fortunately around that guy. And they're just – anybody that ever talked about Greg, Greg Maddox was like, yep, just could fall out of bed throwing strikes with his eyes closed. You know, catchers closing their eyes, putting their mitt out, and Maddox hits every spot. And Yeah. It, it's just an artwork. Uh, so it was pretty cool to watch. Dude, I saw – I don't know if you ever saw it, but – you know, uh, you know, Chris Bryant, they did a, they did a prank on Chris Bryant. Did yeah. you see that prank with Greg Maddox? I did. <laughs> Where was just, uh, they were in Vegas, right? That is, uh, yeah, and Greg Maddox acted, was acting like the cameraman. And then like the pitcher didn't show up and the cameraman was like, I'll throw you a few pitches. And Chris Bryant was like, no, nah, dude, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, no, no. He gets up there and starts throwing a couple. And Chris Bryant's like, this guy's got a little pop on his shoes. <laughs> yeah. He, he was throwing like cutters and, change yeah. ups with spotting up and Chris Bryant's like this guy's like good Bryant's like, these are like <laughs> legit pitches what's going on right now that was uh, that, was, that funny. was funny yeah I Greg Maddox has if you ever look it up his stories are hilarious I mean he's he's 
he was a he was a jokester. He was a prankster. Um, yeah. You know, he would mess with the uh, teammates during media days. And <laughs> I, I I heard one story that Greg Maddox actually um, rented a car or took one of the rental cars of his teammates, yeah. and and totaled it, and just brought back the steering wheel because no. it was and <laughs> just went and got it demol. I I'm being dead serious i heard this story um i don't know how true it is but the, i've heard just crazy stuff from greg, greg maddox and and he and he's so witty too and he's just yeah. Was so yeah that's awesome yeah i always i did always like greg because he's a cubs guy you know what i mean he's, I, never, he's a cubs I, guy. I think he uh i think i, I want to believe he's more of a cubs guy than a brave guy that's just what i want to believe i think that's he threw the hardest with the cubs hey he threw over 90 with the cubs so he did he did a lot that's, yeah. And, uh, all right. So let's uh let's knock a couple of these out real quick, just for fun. Right. M MJ or LeBron, Ronnie? Uh, MJ. I like that. Federer or Nadal? Federer. I like that. Uh, Tiger or Jack? Tiger. Montana or Brady? Uh, my wife's downstairs. She can't hear this, but Brady. She's a Patriots fan. I don't want her to know I said that, but it's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brady on one. Yeah. All right, now here's one. It might be a little more tough that you might have to explain. What do you think is more important, talent or hard work? Or why? Hard, hard work is definitely more important. Um, but I I mean, hands down, hard work is more important. Um, but talent's, talent is important to understand in terms of what you have and yeah. – what hard work actually means for talent, because I think, you know, especially at a youth level, um, you know, it's very confusing for kids when, when you got growth spurts and, yeah. uh, you know, maturity and you know, all, all kind, you know, puberty, all things, all kinds of things are going on with these kids. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, hard work is, is, is the common denominator for everybody. The talent takes care of itself if you put in the hard work um, and it helps to have a little talent, yeah, um, sure. but they're definitely two different things. What do you, what do you think, you know, obviously you're around kids and obviously work with them and you've coached in the past, but what is, do you have a central message or anything that you try to really instill into kids? Not necessarily the X's and O's of the game, but just as far as a general message that you try to uh, instill in the kids that, you know, that are out there and part of the program and part of, you know, you know, cause it's easy to get caught in that rat race of like improving and getting to college and getting to all these different levels. Um, is there, a, is there kind of a message that you really try to uh, put out there to the kids? Sure. Um, I, I Not really in like a secret sauce, quick recipe yeah. kind of way, but I think, sure, I think, you know, my message has always been, you know, you know find a desire and passion in what you're doing um, and, and find a reason to show up every day. I think, you know, intrinsic motivation is huge, um, especially yeah. in your courts. If kids don't want to be there and don't want to do it and aren't passionate and don't have the conviction to do it, um, it's really tough to work hard and have success. So um, yeah. you got to want to do it and they got to find little things to latch on to little things to keep them engaged. And that's our job as, as, as adults and coaches and mentors to kind of help them bring them along. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think just finding uh, find something to, to bring you back every day, find something um, that's worth bringing you back to, to get better or, you know, to get to the next level. Yeah. Start then um, once you find that passion, uh, just don't don't stop working hard um, and yeah. and then the end game is consistency that's I preach consistency uh, yeah. and that's on and off the field I mean you just you know try and do 
you know, baseball is a what have you done for me lately sport. Um, yeah. It's a very tough grind and they like consistency and you could be as talented, you know, from rookie ball to AAA to the big leagues just as much as the next guy. But those guys in the big leagues can do it for 162 games. So yeah. consistency is the name of the game um, and how you can get to a point where you can be consistent yeah. with the passion on a daily basis. So kind of a yeah. – Message, well, that, but yeah. well, it makes sense. It kind of makes sense why you're a big Mike Trout fan. Because, I mean, that you kind of – I mean, as much as I know about Mike, I don't know – obviously, I don't follow the American League that much, but he seems to have those things just where he's just – I mean, he, he's super consistent every day and comes to work and seems to enjoy what he does, you know. Um, yeah. And so – Yeah. Uh, so, what do you um, – when you think about your job, we're wrapping up here, Ronnie, but – I appreciate your time, but uh, when you think about your job at West Raleigh and uh, what you're trying to accomplish, like, in general, what are you trying to accomplish with West Raleigh? Are you trying to, uh, you know, is there, you have any goals or any things that, that really keep you motivated? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I mean, I'm there to be, you know, a mentor for kids and families. It's, you know, baseball was was the first thing that brought there. That, that was the door opener. That was the conversation starter was baseball. Obviously, with, with my love and history with baseball and West Raleigh's, you know, a baseball place, uh, th that was common ground. Um, from there, it has been just trying to make an impact um, on these kids' lives and, 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 and in the community and help them kind of achieve that as well. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I guess leaving it better than I found it is the ultimate goal, but just making it more than baseball. Yeah. Um, and trying to find subliminal ways you know I have several conversations with families all throughout the year that are you know trying to find their way with their kid um, you know in life or you know yeah. they may have lost you know a parent or whatever it may be so it's always more than a game and I think I just want to try to provide that for as many people as I can um, and, and obviously grow the, the game of baseball um, in the community but I think just teaching families and kids what kind of life skills can be taught through baseball is, is what's most important too. I love that, man. And I, there's something you put in your bio, you know, you, when you sent it to me a few weeks ago and it really stuck with me and it really, you know, I sent it to Mike too and Mike was looking at it and something we talked about one of, in one of our meetings, we, uh, it got brought up, but you put, um, you know, I'd, I'd asked you what three things you're most passionate about and you put your kids, your family as one pitching number two, and you put kindness just being kind as number three. And uh, I don't know, it was just, it was simple. I know it was simple you said, but it was just, it was really impactful to just kind of remember that. Um, it's something we were talking about even uh, in, in our jobs. And uh, we know you didn't mean that, Ronnie. You knew we'd say that today. That's why you put it there. <laughs> How are we doing, Mike? Good to see you, What's up, dude? Great to see you, man. Good to see you as well. Thank you. Yeah, no, but uh, it really is true. And, uh, you know, I just uh, – I think it's an awesome thing to remember, especially when everybody's – you know, we all get caught up in uh, doing everything we do. And I'm sure these families are out there. And obviously, you have a job to do. And these families are out there. And some of them are really, you know, trying to uh, – obviously, everybody's focused on their own thing. And we, we understand yep. that. But just, just being kind and being uh, considerate of all those people around you uh, – I don't know. And I, I've always felt like you've embodied that really well in the seven years I've known you. And it's, 
uh, I think it's really been good and impactful for me as well. well I appreciate that. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. I mean, that's one of your slogans, right? Do it right. Um, yes. And it's very easy to do the wrong thing. I think that's what we've all learned in, in this life, the short life that we've all lived, right? It's, it's sometimes harder to do the right thing. Um, you know, some, it was sometimes even harder than we even can imagine. Uh, yeah. Kindness is, is, it should be easy. Um, yeah. But in this world we're in today, it's, it's sometimes it's tough. It's a fast life. I mean, I catch myself, you know, rushing my kids and, and kind of being short with them um, yeah. for no reason. And yeah. I'll check myself and go, whoa, 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 easy. Like, yeah. he's four or she's 18 months. Like, you know, we got, you know, this is, this is too much, right? So yeah. um, it takes extra effort. Um, it takes a little courage, you know, to have yeah. kindness. I don't think it's, I think it gets underplayed that just being nice is being nice. Um, but it, it, it has a huge impact. I think in, in, in seven years at, at West Raleigh, um, I think people start to see, you know, kind of the character that I carry and it kind of, and it does start help. It does help shift cultures, um, yeah, when, sure. when that's your motive. Um, <laughs> and so you can only fake it till you make it so long, but if, if, uh, <laughs> if we do everything in love and kindness always, I mean, it's, yeah. it's really hard to get flawed there. So I, yes, I do take an extra effort to do it. That's why it was on that list. Yeah. Um, and even on days you're not, it's tough to, um, yeah. You know, so that, yes, that it's very big passion of mine. Yeah, I love that. It's it's so, it's so, it's funny, it's, you know, the older I get, the more I just remember all the simple things, you know, those simple things that we were taught, we, you know, what were we taught as young as treat others like you want to be treated. That's right. And it's so simple. And it's like, here I am, a 34-year-old man. I've seen 45-year-old men. I've seen 55-year-old people, men or women. Yep. And people consistently I mean, you know, we could take a lot of lessons from kids because we have so many adults who do not treat people remotely like they would like to be treated. That's right. Uh, and it's just like, it's just a, it's a simple reminder, uh, but it is so hard. Um, and the realization that it's not like we're just going to suddenly figure out one day. It's a daily grind. Like right. today I need to remember to do this today. I need to remember to do this. Um, you know, it's and I'm sure you see exchange. Yeah. yeah it's every day so. exchange. It's, it's, you know, you know, I, I think we take, you know, in this world we're in today, right? Like we, 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 we try to show the world that we're being positive, you know, maybe through a social media post or, um, or whatever, but it's the real, the truth of it is, is when you look in the, you know, are you doing this on the drive by yourself, you know, to the, you know, the person, lady, gal, sir, kid in the shopping mart, are you always kind I mean, are you always practicing kindness or just when yeah. people are watching? Yeah, uh, you know that's when it. That's the truth. The truth is when it when they're not watching. The truth is your own, your own beliefs and your own thoughts and and how you're treating people. You, it's your daily walk. It's everything yeah. you're doing. It's that exchange and how you look or smile. I, I I honestly keep. You might think this is funny, but I really going on to kindness. I mean, I I make it a point to smile at people that probably don't get a smile all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just kind of give them a smile and a wave, and they're like, <laughs> they give you one back, and you're like. You know, yeah. sometimes you just need that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's important. For sure. Man, I love that. And, man, I love what you're doing over there, Ronnie. And uh, the kids, uh, those families are lucky to have you. Um, and Thank so you. we're just we're just excited to be a part of the organization and however we And I know this year has been a weird year. Uh, you know, spring season is supposed to start, like, middle of May or third week, or yeah. third week of March. Uh, and it obviously didn't get started until last week. Uh, I'm assuming that everything went off well. The opening day, everybody excited to be out there playing. 
Yes, sir. Uh, there's just happy, happy faces right yeah. now. Um, yeah. It's big time for, for our kids to be outside. Obviously, we took, um, you know, a very careful approach on making sure families, kids, community is safe as all, as all can be. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, now we're out there. We're rolling. Um, everyone's doing a great job of, of staying within the guidelines. And, um, and, and it's making for happy, happy kids playing baseball. It's awesome. been great. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, if you're watching this video and you haven't heard anything about West Raleigh baseball, check them out. What's the website again, Raleigh? Uh, WRBaseball.com? Or... Uh, it's westraleighbaseball.org. Um, okay. Then uh, our Instagram's at westraleighbaseball. We, 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 we put a lot of our content through there. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to check us yeah. out, at West Raleigh baseball. Do it. Do it. And if you're a baseball league out there and you want to model or see how to do it right, check out West Raleigh baseball. Cause, uh, and I'm sure Ronnie would be glad to – give you any insight on what they do uh running their programs and it's just it's second to none from what i've seen in the baseball community and so i think a lot of these leagues could learn a lot so anyway ronnie brother it was great seeing you even if it's from a, a large socially distance uh sister situation but uh and uh but glad baseball started we're already i'm working with talking to wit right now about all-stars i know you're yep. going to do a few all-star stuff coming up quick and so Excited we're not going to lose the entire 2020 season, and uh, these kids will be back in action. But, man, I appreciate you coming on here and chit-chatting with us. And who knows, maybe it's one or two different people that will watch this. Maybe it was encouraged by the conversation. But I just appreciate you sharing, brother. You got it. I hope so. Hey, everybody, go check out 323 Sports, too, man. They do do it right. They took care of us. I got four boxes downstairs, by the way, from you guys today. So I'm about to go. Oh, dude. Nice. Yeah, for our for the 13U program. So if they're watching, oh, cool. stuff's in. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, dude. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Y'all take care. We'll talk soon. All right. See you, Ronnie. All right. See you.